What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode five um, featuring Jade Melbourne. Um, really keen for this episode. Um, the first girl we've had on this season. Um, Jade spent this recent season at the UC Capitals, um, Canberra in the WNBL. Um, and she killed it, 18 years old, um, a part of the, the Vic girls who have been tearing and tearing it up at nationals. Um, played for Australia twice and has just been recently named to the under 19 Gems uh, FIBA World Squad training camp. So excited to have her on. Um, Hesh, how you been? What have you been up to? Good, man. Good. Just same old man with the grind, working people out and doing the coaching thing. I'm excited to talk to her too, man. First girl of the season, like you said, and it seems like she had a hell of a career so far. So, yeah. I see you growing the beard out a little bit. Yeah, went to my barber. I was like, yeah, shave it up. I normally just get a clip it. And he was like, hey, leave it this week. And I was like, all right, fine. Now I look at it. And I'm like, yes, disgusting. Sir. No, no, no. Keep it. Keep it. When you get to 33, man, you 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 need to look as young as possible, man. Any excuse. <laughs> yeah, facts. All right. Um, we'll get straight into the episode. Firstly, I want to um do a quick little shout out. We we uh released a merch video yesterday. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Um, shout out to the guys that came down. Um, shout out to Eric who came down and took the pics. Um, yeah, it's it's dope to have the second set of merch coming out now. Um, really excited. Shout out to Tribal Sport who have um, who reached out to us and basically said we want to uh, run the merch line for you guys. Big fan of the page or whatever. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, like you know, I'm down for that. Um, the merch looks really good. We got socks, shorts, shirts, and we got a couple pairs of basketball shorts coming soon. I chucked them on our story the other day. So yeah, the stuff's looking good. Um, while I was in Sydney, Sydney the other week. I was going, to, I don't know, I don't remember where I was, but I was going to, I was at one of the courts and I saw this little kid wearing one of our shirts and I was just like, you know, uh-huh. that's, that's dope, you know, just out of something that, you know, was, I don't know, my filming or whatever. Um, and just seeing a random kid wearing the shirt, like that was a cool moment. Sure, but, um, man. Yeah. Stuff you don't take for granted, man. Like that's like, that's big time. Random yeah. people wearing a shirt in another state. That's cool. Yeah, it was dope, but yeah. Um, I'm keen to get this set out um, and make sure you guys go cop it. It means a lot. Um, I yeah. shall. I definitely will. That's for sure. Facts. Um, another thing that happened this week, um, before we get into that, I've seen you training Bawali's back in Sydney. You guys been, oh, yeah. you guys been getting in sessions? Yeah, man, we're going. I'm about to go straight after this as well. That's what most nights we're just trying to get it in. During, we do a tour of days, we're aiming for trying to get his body right first. They just shake off some rust, man, but he's excited, man, for this for this kind of off-season leading into preseason. So, How'd he, how'd he go his first session? Is he rusty? Good, man. Better than I thought. He was nervous. He was like, man, I'm going to be... Because I had a few cameras around or whatever. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to... Two weeks in quarantine. Like, come on. Like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to be. But he was good, man. He's shot the ball well, and he's looking pretty confident. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he'll, he'll have some... Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be ready to go, man. Tell tell everyone what he said um, when he first got out of lockdown. What is that? He's like, um, first thing, five a.m. He texts you. He's like, get oh, up. Oh yeah, dude, this guy's crazy. He he. So he, I think they do two weeks exactly. So yeah. basically, by the time he landed and got into the hotel or whatever, it was four a.m. like two Saturdays ago. So he hit me up like on the the Thursday and was like, yo, this Saturday I get I get out four a.m. I'm I'm officially out of there. Like I'm allowed to leave. Come pick me up at four thirty. So we he would have been like, nah. <laughs> like, You're I mean, crazy. Yeah, that's a little bit. That's, I mean, no, nah, I gotta respect it though. Like, he's that's what he does to me though. He he makes me like do things that I probably like should be doing, but it's good yeah. for me to get pushed. You know, like if I'm like if he's ready to do it, like there's no excuse for me not to be ready. Like I remember one time um, in COVID last year, this guy was pouring down rain man and we couldn't get indoors anywhere because it was covid and they were locking everything up yeah so we've been working outdoors already so i was already like man no one else is working out this guy's hanging to do two days outdoors it's pouring rain it's like 10 p.m at night it's one court that has like a shitty light on that just stays on and he's like yeah let's go out there let's do some ball handling two two hand ball handling in the rain in the puddles it'll get my handle right 
I went out there wearing a hoodie in the rain, like man, this guy he's just he's just going at it. And he's, yeah, yeah, I'm getting better. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, gotta hand yeah. it up, hand it to me, you know. That's a sick story. I, I think though, that's one thing I I would love to if I you know. I wouldn't say that I'm going to coach, but I, that's one thing I love seeing with like coaches and stuff like that, like individual training and building these individual players up. And if they make it professionally, that's something like awesome to look back on, you know, you know, and just all, awesome to have that contact and you're that individual coach for them. And yeah, I just think Dude, like it, it, for me, it's like the relationship building is the biggest thing, man. Like I love getting into these guys' heads and knowing where they're at. And you'd be surprised, man, even like a lot of the elite guys, there's like, you know, they're not all that confident about trying to get to the pros. And I, I like to like be involved in that process to give them that confidence to empower them, to be like, no, I, I'm going to get to where I need to go. And you see the growth year to year, like week to week, month to month, year to year. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Like you said, it's cool to look back and be like, well, we started all the way there. Yeah. Now you're all, yeah. Like it's cool. Um, How'd you get into coaching? And when? Man, I, um, what did I do? Like I was just, I got asked, I don't know if you've heard of an organization called Charity Bounce. They're like a, um, yeah. I think yeah, like that sounds familiar. Yeah, not-for-profit organization based in Sydney here, and they do a lot of stuff with youth guys and youth basketball as a tool. So I got in touch with one of my boys who was coaching there. Um, shout out to a barn. Most guys in Sydney know who he is, um, and he was coaching. Um, and he just asked me like, "Hey, do you want to come be my assistant?" And I just kind of liked what I did. That was like five, six years ago, and I was enjoying it. And then from there, I just started. I don't know, fell in love with it. And then I started going, all right, maybe I like this more than playing. So then the playing just kind of took a back seat. And then I just kind of now it's just full-time coaching. Yeah. I saw I saw a clip on of you on Instagram playing. Um, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Lots, man. I'm, I'm about to drop mixtapes every month if I, only uh, if I shoot. That's like, that's like once in a, a blue moon. I'm not drilling anymore. I'm not training. So it's like if I get to a gym and the ball goes in the hoop, I'm like, all right, get this on tape. Get it on yeah. tape now. We got that was yeah, sick. That was funny. Um, earlier this week, Agnes Emma No Nopu, I think her name is. I could have could be wrong. Um, she won the oh earlier today, sorry, she won the NCAA championship. Um, shout out to Agnes. That's massive, probably the biggest one of the biggest accomplishments you can get in a basketball career, winning the NCAA title. Um, Stanford beat Arizona, who also had another Australian, um, Tara. Um, shout out to the Aussies putting on a show um, during those tournaments, um, especially Georgia um, Amor or Amor and Tiana Mangukahia. Those two, those two girls really killing it. Um, I watched a couple games. Um, it's dope to see these these um, Aussies putting on on the biggest stage. Um, you watch, you tuned into any of the March Madness stuff? Yeah, I've been I've been tuning in. Um, I have been watching, and it's like you said, it's, it's good to see, man. It's rare for Australians to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be so rare for Australians to be playing college ball at all. It was only like AIS kids that went, Center of Excellence kids. Now it's yeah. like guys and guys and girls getting over there with with you know mixtapes and just reaching out to coaches, and now we're seeing Aussies and. Final Fours and NCAA national championship games, it's sick. And then for an Aussie to, to win it as well, like, yeah, you know, it just it just shows what we're about. Yeah, there was a bunch of Aussies in it this year, a lot. Um, yeah, I looked at the list and I was like, oh man, I didn't even, I didn't know we had that many kids playing college ball, let alone playing in the tournament. You know, Cody Statman won it for with Virginia two years or three years ago, yeah, um, which was pretty big. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's. Do you reckon watching this stuff? It kind of gets you hyped to play college basketball a bit more. Do you think people look at this and go like, oh, maybe college route is the right way to go? 100%. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. The like, we're stage. accessible now. You know what I mean? It's not just something you see on ESPN. It's like, yeah. hold on. I, I played local comp with that person or something. You yeah, know, that's too. the relationship now. Like, how many girls would have been, would have played with Agnes, you know, like growing up with her, whatever, in rep teams, local teams, school teams. Now they're thinking like, oh, far out, this is the route we can go. So I think yeah. it's anything that where, where things like that, where we can play on the biggest stage becomes accessible to like kids, 12, 13, 14-year-olds. That's like a, a, a big thing, man. So definitely I think it's going to make the college route look more attractive. Um, another thing that happened earlier this week, Josh Giddy had his first game back. I think he missed four, three or four games. Um, I think Adelaide went on a five-game losing streak, which is not good at all. Um, but Josh Giddy came back. Um, he had 13 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists. 
two assists shy of a triple-double. Is the triple-double coming? Yeah, without doubt. This season, for sure, he's going he's gonna to get one. Hey, next uh, game? He's been close a couple of times, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the closest he's been, I think. Okay, yeah. He, he's been he's doing the stats, man. So, he'll, he'll get there. Even if it's not this season, man, he'll have a ton of triple-doubles in his career because he does, he does everything out on the floor. You think it's a coincidence that they go on that little losing skid with, with Giddy stepping out, or is he that valuable to them? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think I think, I think he's playing he's playing insane. Um, he's getting really confident. I don't know if you watched the last game, but he's getting confident. He's doing the you know tween tween sidestep threes now, and you know he's he's three his three ball wasn't you know what people thought it would be or not consistent, but he's getting confident now. I like it. His three ball starting to hit. Um, I watched the game and I was like, yeah, he looks like he's playing pickup out there now. Yeah, like it's just. It's, it's cool. I'm happy for him, man. I hope he stays that confident, you know. And yeah, you, but- man, any any player would know the the confidence side of things is like make or break. If you can play with confidence and know that you have green light and know that you can make mistakes and and play on that on that type of tip, like it's oh, your game can just elevate to the next level. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, um, uh, I'm excited to see his future. I'm excited to see him, you know, get drafted from where which team he's going to go to. Um, because since I've been filming or whatever, this is the first player that's going to make it to the league yeah. that I've filmed, technically. Yeah. So that's dope. Um, I'm keen. I'm excited to watch his journey. Um, what do you think? What do you think he's going to land? If you had to put a number on it, I know it's like a guess yeah. right now. Or whatever, it's but... interesting because, you know, Jalen Suggs wasn't meant to be top three, but, you know, he's hitting, he's winning the NCAA championship. Well, the yeah. game's tomorrow, but... He's hitting all these yeah, buzzer beaters yeah. and all this crazy stuff, and his draft stock's going up. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm just not sure. I, I'd have to put – if I was to put a number on it, I'm going to say he falls a bit and goes 18 to 22-ish yeah. between that range. Um, but I think that would probably – I don't know. It, dep- it really depends what team he goes to. Hope, hopefully he goes to a kind of – you know, bad team. So he gets more minutes and a bit more spotlight to shine a bit, a bit more time to yep. create with the ball. Hopefully he doesn't go to a guard heavy team. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it will work out for him, you know, wherever he goes. For sure. Yeah. Um, another, another Aussie we're going to talk about is Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers right now. They are first in the East. Um, they're currently 34 wins and 16 losses. Um, they lost to Memphis today um, without Embiid, who's been fighting injuries. Um, what did he do? I forgot. Did he do his ankle or something? Uh, for, oh, yeah, ankle. I think ankle. Yeah, he did his ankle. Um, he's, been, he's been like, yeah, he, he's... He, has he been this, before this season? Did he? Yeah, did he, he, yeah. Get, he didn't play his first two seasons of the NBA. He got drafted. No, I, I mean, like, before in this season. Was he, was he hurt for a stretch? Or is he I, been don't, I don't think so because he was he was MVP top of the MVP ladder and then he got injured and now he's like six. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but Philly, how far can Philly go? Uh, as far as Joel and B's healthy, I think. Like, if he stays healthy, they're they're a real chance, man. Because he's yeah. he's obviously hooping and Ben Simmons seems to. We spoke about him a few weeks ago. I remember when we talked about Philly. And we were saying it's probably his best season in the NBA, even though numbers-wise it might not be his best, like in terms of scoring or yeah. things like that. Across the board, you just watch him play. Um, I think he's looking really comfortable. I think him and Embiid have just got it figured out now in terms of like role establishment and who does what when, and they're trying and they affect the ways they affect the game in the ways that they that they want to now. Like I've always felt with Philly, like there was a bit of like. I wouldn't say tension, but it didn't look fluent with Simmons and Embiid. I thought they had to blow it up, to be honest. I was kind of like, nah, they got to they got to get rid of one and build around one of them. But they're showing that like it's they figured it out, man. So I, I think they can they contenders in in my eyes. Like I, I think they're they'll be top two. They'll probably make Eastern Conference Finals, and then it's just like man, whoever whoever's playing well at that time and whoever has it going on, I guess you know. Yeah, I'm liking the way Ben Simmons is looking. How far they can go. I don't know. It really depends on these other pieces, I think. I think Simmons and Embiid are going to hold their own in the playoff spot. You know, your yeah. Danny Greens, your Tobias Harris, your Tobias Harris's, your Seth Curry's. 
I think these guys really need to step it up a bit. They got George Hill, which is a massive pickup. Massive um, man, as a vet, and he's yeah. been in like man. He he's like he's a the biggest one of the biggest pickups during that trade deadline that I yeah. thought was like slept on. You know. Yeah, he'll be big in the playoffs. Um, they got Dwight Howard off the bench. Yeah, I mean they got they got the team to do it. So you know, let's see it. Last year, last year they had JJ Redick and Al Horford, and I thought, yeah. oh, sorry, was it JJ? Yeah. Josh Josh Richardson and oh, Al Horford. Josh Richardson. I think yeah. JJ Redick was a few the years year before. Ago. The year before, yeah. Sorry, they had Jay Rich and Al Horford, and I yeah. thought that was a really tough team. But this year they got rid of Jay Rich, got rid of Al Horford. They got Danny Green, Seth. And Dwight, yeah, and yeah, they're, they're. I mean, the first in the East, they're looking very strong. Do you think they can beat the Bucks, the Nets? And if they do beat the Bucks and the Nets, can they take down the Lakers and the Clippers and all the Nuggets? Man, with the Nets just added Aldridge as well. Yeah, uh, the Nets are the Nets are tough. Like I just, I just rethought the question you asked me: how far they can go, and I said they're contenders, which I still think they are. But then I look at the Nets roster. And then I look at the Bucks and how they're playing and the addition of Drew Holiday this year to them. And I'm like, man, those two teams are going to be super tough in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so Philly will have their work cut out. But, uh, you know, let, let's see, man. It's You could convince me either way that they could they could be there or, or the Bucks will get them or the, the Nets will get it. But it, it's tough to say. And I don't think – and that being said, just to your question, I don't know who's going to beat the Lakers. I have no idea. I, I think yeah. I, I think Clippers might give them a good run. I know Clippers lost to Denver in seven last year, but oh. I think I think if Clippers see Lakers, the King could be in trouble. I I never say that, and he's never yeah. in trouble. But you know, I think this year it might be the year he's in trouble. And if he somehow beats the Clippers, yeah, then he's got to go through Brooklyn or whoever comes out the East. It, it, this is going to be his hardest run to the finals ever. And if he gets Probably. it done. Uh, you got to put him over MJ, in my opinion. That's good stuff, man. Like this guy just keeps like, man. I'm almost. I thought. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago too. Like, I've just stopped betting against him, man. Like, I can't do it anymore. No. I'm always like, no. Nah, this, this, this team. Oh, this, this matchup could work, and this guy's playing well at the moment. But yeah, just Ron James just figures it out, man. And obviously, it's his whole team and the organization, and the Lakers have done a great job putting pieces around him. But he's just he's figured out to perfection how to win a championship, like how to pace himself, how to time it, how to get the team ready. Like, oh man, they're gonna be tough. I, I, my pick is right now. If I had to put money on it, I'm gonna go with the Lakers, man. Yeah, only because of the experience, you reckon? The past year playing with each other, dude, hundred percent that bubble championship, and then I know they got a brand new roster and stuff, and they don't have a lot of those pieces that helped them last year, but. Um, I think they're still going to be tough. What about Rondo going to the Clippers too? I don't know about that move. They lost Lou Will, who's another scoring option. Uh, I, I don't know. But I think they they Rondo was big for the Lakers last year. Yeah, he was big, but Lou Will is Lou Will. I, I don't know. I think Clippers. I think Clippers might have might have tripped up on that one a little bit. That's just my opinion. Let's see. Let's see. I I, I hate making NBA predictions, man. I think it's yeah. the most unpredictable league in the world. Yeah. It's and check Imagine. my sports website if you don't believe me. Yeah, right. legit. <laughs> check anyone's. Anyway, um, Jade Melbourne is coming on. Um, keen to um, have her on and see. Anyway, um, Jade Melbourne is coming on. Um, keen to um, have her on and see what's up. This is the first girl we've had on. So, yeah, let's get into it. Richer than ever, whipping a Tesla, cost etc. Hit him with pressure, my won't let up. Tell him to catch up. Uh. Wake up, got a million in diamonds that sit on the dresser. Uh. Run up that check now, flexing my muscles. I feel like cause we come from nothing to rollies and plaques. Fake love, it was all Jade, how you doing? Flashbacks, why you Thanks, how are you guys? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, firstly, I want to introduce you to Hesh. She's gonna be co-hosting the show. How you doing, Jade? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Um, firstly, I want to ask you, did you tune into today's game? Agnes, obviously one of your teammates just won the NCAA championship. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That must've been cool to see. Yeah, it was so cool. I mean, it was a great game. And then, yeah, Agnes deserves it. Um, legend of a person, uh, great player. So yeah, stoked for her. Does that, does that get you a little bit hyped for this upcoming college season? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just see what they were doing and like, you can see like anything can happen in March and stuff. So, I mean, my team wasn't there this year, but hopefully we can get there next year. 
Yeah, for sure. I want to. Uh, I want to ask you something. Obviously, you're pretty excited to to get over to play some some college ball. Should be exciting. Something that caught my eye recently was like something a bit controversial, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Did you see the whole kind of the way girl athletes are treated and guy athletes are treated at the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I did. Look, like I obviously wasn't like too happy about it and stuff. I thought it was a bit rough on the girls because. I mean, they're doing the same amount of training. Uh, it's their big tournament too, not just the guys. So to see how they were treated was pretty poor. So, um, I'm glad it like they picked it up a little bit. But yeah, hopefully next year it's like that from the start. 100%. My thing is like, I was obviously hugely disappointed as well. But it's like, I mean, it's 2021 right now. And it's like that right now. Imagine how it would have been like 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's so crazy that it's only come to light now. I thought something like that would have blown up so long ago, you know? Yeah, I know. It was it was crazy to see. I didn't realise that was going to happen, especially, like, as you said, in 2021. Like, it's crazy. It was cool to see all the NBA players posting about it, though, you know? Like, just being like, yo, yeah. get this stuff sorted because this is unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, no, that was cool. It's good that they're around and they understand. So, yeah, hopefully it all gets better from there. Something, sure. something definitely needs to happen. It wasn't only the gym. I don't know for people who didn't see it. It wasn't only the gym. That was a massive difference. It was the food as well. I don't know if you saw Hesh, but like yeah. the food was a massive difference. It's, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. The NCAA got a huge backlash for that. So, you know. I As they should, like, man. Yeah. Right, fix that stuff up. They'll, they'll fix some next year for sure. Um, so getting into the college stuff, you committed to ASU, which is huge, massive school. Um, when did they first reach out to you? Uh, it was sometime. It was like during the quarantine period last year. I think I was home. Sometime in like April, May, uh, they reached out. They said, hey, um, yeah, we like your game. And then from there, we just started talking. It all happened pretty quickly, actually. Like I was only talking to them for like four months, but I kind of knew it was a fit for me. Uh, their playing style is really nice. It's a big school. Um, and they've had a lot of success in the past. So, yeah, their coaches are great. And, yeah, I just thought it was a perfect fit. Um, do you remember your reaction when you got the um, email or phone call or whatever? Yeah, I kind of like, I was kind of getting a few texts like here and there. And then I got, got one from that school. And I was like, oh, damn, like this is a big time school. Um, I was pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, I had a few schools I was talking to on that. But yeah, when ASU um, reached out, like, yeah, they're a big time school. And I kind of recognized the name straight away. So I was really excited. And then, yeah, kind of just all happened quickly. And I decided to commit there. Like you just said, there was a couple other schools. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Miami, LSU, Penn State um what was the one deciding factor that put ASU above the rest um yeah I mean like they're all great schools and stuff but I just think their coaching stuff really stuck out and the way they were able to bring the school to me like over on like online because we obviously didn't get the opportunity to visit during COVID and stuff so it was kind of whoever brought the school the best to me um I really like the playing style players were reaching out and stuff and I just kind of liked the vibe that they had at the school and yeah I just thought it was perfect fit for me so I just went with that. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned there that, like, you didn't you didn't have any visits. How was the the online recruiting process? Like, what do they do, like a Zoom meeting and take you through on campus and stuff, or what do they do? Yeah, so, like, uh, one of the coaches, like, was in a golf buggy and was just FaceTiming me and, like, showing me all around and stuff. Um, there was another one where they like, had different coaches at different areas of the school and they'd, like, you had Zoom calls and then, like, one would go off mute and they'd just show you that area and then – yeah, it was crazy, but I think all the schools did a really good job of like, yeah, they had to adapt obviously in that time because no one, even American kids, could get there in that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a crazy experience to be a part of. I mean, I wish I just got to visit, but I mean, it was pretty cool to kind of get that experience. I, I think guess. The visits, the visits are like a, a mad, like such a cool yeah. way to build hype because you get to go there and you get to feel the yeah. school. Um, yeah, that's, that's you missed out on that. I wonder if they, I wonder if they'll be able to do that for the for the upcoming season after that. Yeah, at this stage, they can't. Um, yeah, hopefully 2023 class get the opportunity because I know my parents were disappointed because the parents love it too. So, yeah, they yeah, will. it'll be good to see. Um, Rain mentioned ages ago, Rain mentioned a couple of weeks ago that he did his um, Zoom calls. He did, his, he did his visits on Zoom calls, which yeah. is like astounding to me, like how they, why they do that. I, I don't know, maybe it's the live face-to-face stuff or why wouldn't they just video it and be like, yeah no, this is it i don't know i don't get it yeah i think they want to give recreate like a visit like you're there kind of thing yeah, i guess I yeah. maybe. maybe that's it i, I think the crazy time like they're just making anything work right now you know yeah right. yeah like i got i got a few videos here and there of like different things like the library and like all that kind of stuff but 
I only want to see the courts and that. So, um, but yeah, they tried their best and yeah, it was, it was weird. And it was a new experience, I guess, for them too. So it was all just crazy time. Um, was it ever an option to stay here and play professionally for a bit or was college always your number one decision? I think for me, um, I mean, staying here would have been cool. Like um, just start playing straight away. Like you can get a uni degree here too. But I think just the college experience, like once you turn pro, you can't turn back. So I think just getting that experience, enjoying it while I can. And yeah, watching March kind of made me really excited about it all. Um, yeah. yeah. And being not the biggest school fan, I think it'd be good to like be forced kind of to do school and get a degree as well. Cause as we all know, like basketball doesn't last forever. So yeah, I kind of like still tossing up, but yeah, definitely um, college was kind of what I always wanted to do. Um, what do you want to accomplish next year at ASU? I guess I, I just want to go to the tournament. I just, I just love winning basketball games and stuff. So hopefully tournament, we can get as far as we can. I think the big goal for the school is like Sweet 16 Elite Eight. So, yeah, just going in there, um, playing my game. Uh, yeah, I just like to be, get people involved. And, yeah, hopefully we can just go as far as we can, have a good time. For sure. Have you spoken to coaches about, like, your game and, and what they want from you and kind of what needs improving or what, what your role is going to be and stuff like that? Yeah, I think my, my coach, yeah, she just says every day, like, she just wants me to come in and make an immediate impact. Um, they picked me because they like the way I come off the pick and roll and, like, I'm aggressive and stuff and get people involved. So, um, yeah, they just really want me to come in straight away, like, not be, like, scared or intimidated by older people and that. Um, yeah, and then just embrace the opportunity. Um, they want me to come in and score and just be confident in my game and stuff. Don't want, re- don't want me to hold back. So that's what I'm going there to do. That's what I've always kind of done, so. That's always good as a player, I think. We were just talking about it before, how Josh Giddy is looking so confident now in the yeah. way he's playing and stuff. And if you have coaching staff that support you like that, it sounds like a good opportunity. Is there one part of your game right now that you think needs improving or you're looking to kind of work on as you get over there? Yes, at the moment, um, I've been working on the consistency of my three-point jump shot. Um, I mean, that always needs improving. So, yeah, uh, I've always got to the rim. So if I can add that to my game, it'd be pretty nice. Um and then I also just um, just working on like two tempos in my game. Like I like to play at one pace. I like to play really fast. So just like knowing when to pull it out, um, when like we don't have momentum, get the best shot kind of thing. So just playing with two paces, hezzies and stuff like that. Yeah, we're just playing around with that at the moment. Um, what's your what's your daily workout routine looking like? Yeah, so, so I'm still up at the COE. Um, so we like do some sort of shooting or indies in the morning, some sort of skill work um, when the, like, all the other kids are at school. Um, and then in the afternoon, we'll either do weights or a team practice or 1v1 or something like that. Um, yes, yeah, so we're doing about four team sessions a week, lifting four times a week, and then like three or four skill sessions. And then just, yeah, whenever you can, just get down there and shoot. So doing a bit of work at the moment, but it's been fun. Um, were you in the COE when – we'll get into your professional career – when um... – the UC Capitals hit you up and said, we want, want you to come play for us or? Yeah. So I was there, it was last year um, in October, it was a school holidays and like we couldn't get home to Victoria. So we're just chilling up there. And then, yeah, I was just in the shower and I got this like missed call from Paul Goris. I was like, Oh, what's going on here? And then, yeah, next day I was training with the caps and a month later I was on the plane to the hub. So yeah, it all happened really quickly. And um, yeah, super fortunate for the opportunity. Yeah. For those who for those who don't know, Jay spent this past year with the Canberra Capitals um, in the WNBL, um, already with a season ex- with a season of experience under her belt ahead of her ASU's freshman season, um, which is unreal. Not many people, I think, Hesh had a good question about the eligibility um, with the professional career and stuff. Yeah, no, that that's interesting. So is. From my understanding, like you can't, like you even said it yourself, you can't go to the pros and then come back. So is there like, is the WNBL exempt from that or is it because of COVID? Like what's the situation with that? So because I'm the class of 2021, so I'm like not eligible at college until like their school year starting in July. Um, mm-hmm. Anything I play before that, as long as I'm not getting paid, because like even like NBL one is considered like semi-pro and all that. So um, they can't eliminate all that, but as long as we're not getting paid, um, yeah, or sign contracts that like say we're getting paid or anything, we're eligible to play like whatever. It's when, so say I were to play like for the Caps next season and yeah. then go to college the year after, because I've had two years of in professional league or something like that, that's uh-huh. when I'd be eligible. Gotcha. So as long as you do it before your 
you start, like you're enrolled there, it's all, all goods if you're not getting paid. So that's the same as Blake then, right? Chris? Yeah. You're the same like yeah. Blake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's all, so it's all kind of like before your eligibility starts, if you're whatever's, whatever's there is fine as long as you're not getting paid. Yeah. So as long, because as soon as you get paid, you can sit a pro and then they're like, no, nah, see ya. So yeah, yeah, cool. Makes sense. Um, you averaged 8.3 points, uh, two boards, two assists, shooting 44% from the field, um, which is huge for someone that's 18 years old or 17 at the time. Or were you 18? No, I was 18. 18, which is still huge, you know. Um, what is what is one thing you learned from this past WNBL season? Uh, yeah, I guess just like the next levels, like it's it's a whole nother level, really. Um, I mean, I learned heaps throughout the hub. Like I was playing against such great players and I was part of such a good team with like seasoned vets like Mariana Toll and Kelsey Griffin and stuff. So every day, like uh, team practice, shooting sessions, film, like I was learning little things like how to be professional, what you have to look after, all that kind of stuff. So I think just like the little things off court um, and then, yeah, matching their physicality and strength was another thing for me because I'd never played against like big bodies like that. So, yeah, that was something I definitely learned. But, yeah, it was unbelievable experience. And, yeah, what I learned was unbelievable. So, yeah, loved it. Um, who are, Who's some of the toughest matchups you went up against during the season? Yeah, I guess. Um, oh, that's a tough one. But I guess like Katie Ebsbury from Perth. Just such a quick guard, like Opal starting point guard. So she was she was legit and hard to guard. Um, even girls like Shyla and Loz yeah. Nicholson, like uh, really good players. Like they got so many moves, like Shyla step back, all that. So yeah, just like all like kind of the guards were tough matchups and stuff because they're just so like experienced and um, yeah, strong and fast. So it was good, but yeah, good to learn from them. Um, you put up double-digit points um, in four games. Could have been more. I might be wrong. Um, including a 20-point performance against the Melbourne Boomers. Um, and you started to really ball out. Um, we posted a few clips on our page. What was one memory from last season that really stands out? Yeah, I guess um, I guess I just enjoyed every minute on court, really, uh, learning and playing against such good players. Um, I think from the start, like, I got – like put in the starting lineup pretty early and I was like real nervous in my first game, but I guess the confidence that my teammates gave me was like unbelievable. And then from there, like after I kind of saw the first uh, bucket go in, I was just really confident, started playing my game and yeah, just loved every minute on court and the opportunity. Did it ever sink in? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Andrew, sorry. I was going to say that, that you mentioned it before that you were in a, a hub or a bubble. Um, what was that whole experience like? Where was it? And, and, how long were you there for and what did you kind of take away from that whole experience? Yeah, so I guess we were, we were in far north Queensland for seven weeks. So we were in Mackay for the first bit. Then we spent a week in Cairns and four weeks in Townsville. So, I mean, it was just cool. Like every day you were surrounded by the team. Uh, you were around other players as well. Um, yeah, it was just like basketball 24-7. So it was pretty cool. Back-to-back um, -back games didn't take too much of a toll on me because it was just like an extended nationals. Uh, the older girls didn't really like it, but... Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, embraced every minute of it. And yeah, just playing so many games in short season, hanging around with everyone every day, you just learn so much so quickly. Yeah, so beneficial for my game. Um, did it ever sink into you like dropping 20 points? I think it was against Melbourne. Um, did it ever sink in like I've, I'm dropping 20 bombs in the biggest league in Australia? Like I'm really boring yeah. right now. Um, not really. Oh, I kind of did. I was like, Cause my on my phone, like my phone blew up after the twenty point game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of just had people messaging me from everywhere and stuff like that. And I don't like to buy into the social media stuff too much, but like when you see your name mentioned a few times, you kind of got to have a look. So, um, I'll, yeah, I was just checking out all that, and yeah, I was just like, wow, like I'm actually dropping twenty in like biggest league in um, Australia. So it did sink in a little bit. Um. But, like, it wasn't until after the season that it all sunk in, really, because, yeah, it went so quickly, like, the whole season. So, yeah, after the season, it kind of sunk in. And I was like, wow, I actually didn't do too bad. You you hit a really clutch shot against Perth. Run us through what was going through your head on that play. Yeah, well, actually, so I saw um, T was at the top, and it was just, like, a, a fist action. And I was like, oh, like, I've got to get to the other side. And Rochi's like, no, 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 stay in the corner, stay in the corner. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like in the corner and then I was like, oh, I'm going to get this pass. Like when she drew, drove that deep and then I saw my player help. So I was like, I'm going to put this up. And 
yeah, kind of just chucked it off and yeah, I'm just lucky I went in, but yeah, it all, it all happened quickly again. And yeah, it was crazy little moment, but um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's tough. Maddie Rochi's so tough. I, I did a workout yeah. with her. Um, it would have been good to be training with her. Um, what was the, what was the ex, like, you know, training experiences like with the Capitals? Yeah. Like I mean, it was cool. Like, players. Yeah. Like, so like the guards, like I was Tali Tapea, Rochi, who was super yeah. tough, had a great season. Uh, Abby Cabillo. So even like they're young, but they've still got so much knowledge and like experience in the WBL. So just going against them, like they knew what the physicality was like and, they were just dropping me pointers every day and stuff. So, yeah, even just learning from my teammates was so beneficial. And, um, yeah, playing alongside. And we had a three-guard lineup happening at one stage. So it was super cool all to be playing. Like, um, yeah, we are playing one through three, like playing out of position almost. But it was super cool. And, yeah, we all kind of, yeah, embraced it and played really well off each other. So that was cool. I think that the, the pro experience will be like do your world of good, getting ready for college, obviously. Do you think there'll be like major differences in game style and stuff going over there? Yeah, I think the like the college style, it seems to be a lot, not a heat more individual, but like a little bit more like you've got to make a play on your own kind of thing. Um, so that'll be a bit different because I'm used to like playing like in a system and like they obviously have a system, but it's a bit different. So, and then I think the pace and the physicality is up a notch again and stuff. But I think um, playing in the WNBL, like my IQ and the experiences I've had against like vet players, um, will definitely I'll definitely I'll use that to my advantage and stuff. So that should be good. Yeah, I think it's interesting, hey, because Australia I think has a reputation of of playing like pretty good structured basketball. Even our NBL, like everything's out of structure. I'm sure WNBL is the same. Like everything's out of structure and and things. And you, I think you're right. Like going over there, I think you have to offensively obviously be able to create but then you're gonna to have to guard as well like you're gonna to have to be on an yeah. island you know guarding some quick crafty guards you excited for that yeah absolutely i mean uh, there's some tough players like we just saw in the final four in the elite eight so yeah it'd be pretty cool um yeah i like to i like to get up on defense and stuff so i mean being on an island is not great but hopefully i can clamp a few people down and yeah it'll be fine uh, you said you said earlier that um you asu wants you to come in and make an immediate impact um is that something that really stuck out to you getting um playing time straight away yeah I think so I mean like it's cool to go to a big time school and stuff but I think for me like I just love playing basketball like I don't really want to just sit on the bench for four years like I want to play basketball like that's what I like to do so yeah when they kind of said like they their guards are like old so like I'm going to go in straight to a, like a position where I'm like coming off the bench or starting so that was kind of a key factor. And then, yeah, seeing that they've got history and the coach has got heaps of knowledge, I think my game will grow from there and, yeah, I'll be able to improve heaps. So looking forward to it. All right, we're going to get into a, um, your early life and getting into basketball. How and when or who got you into basketball? Um, so I got, I got a hoop for Christmas, like when I was like five years old. Um, yeah, it was either Santa or Nan or whatever, how it goes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, from there, I was kind of just always in the backyard shooting hoops and then mum got in contact with she uh, with someone she knew from basketball and then got me into a team. And then I think, yeah, from then on, I just loved the game and didn't look back, really. Um, did you play any other sports as a kid? Yeah, I played AFL. Loved yeah. AFL as a kid. Yeah, did like seven years of that. Quit when I made my first state team because mum was like, you got to choose. So chose basketball. But yeah, AFL was always good. Was it a hard decision? Was it hard to quit AFL or? Uh, a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah, I loved playing AFL and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it just got too hard in the end. So, uh, yeah, basketball was always kind of my favourite. So that's what I decided to go with. Um, you said before that your mum made you pick um, a sport. How much influence did your parents have on your career so far? I mean, they've been huge. Like, uh, yeah, everything they've supported me through everything, really. Um being a country kid too, like a lot of our trainings in Melbourne and I'm like two hours out of the city. So they've had to do a mountain of driving and getting me to trainings and stuff. So yeah, they've been huge. Um, they don't know a heap about the game and stuff, but yeah, they've always supported me and invested in me. So uh, yeah, can't thank them enough. Two hour drive to the city. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a hell it's of a while, but Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, what age, what age did you start to get really good and start to take it seriously? Oh, I think kind of at the end of 14s, um, I was like, oh, like I could take this pretty far. And 
yeah, that's when I kind of, at the bottom age 16s, I made my first state team. So that's when I kind of realised that, hey, like I might be all right at this game and stuff. So that's when I started to really dedicate time to it. Like I just dropped footy. So it was my only sport. And then, yeah, um, from there, I just dedicated so much time to it. Um, was always practising, ball in my hands. And yeah, from then on, I just kind of, yeah, national teams, state teams, all that. So then where was the progression to the to the Centre of Excellence? How did that kind of happen? Yeah, I think off the back of, I think it was 18 Nationals. So off the back of, bottom age 18 Nationals in Geelong, I then got uh, the call up. I went to the World Cup with the under-17s team. Um, and then from then on, uh, obviously they, they watched that. They noticed who's in those teams. And yeah, I think it was like October 2018, I got a call from the head coach at COE and she was like, hey, do you want to come up here? So... Uh, the decision was pretty easy. Um, as soon as I got the call, I was like, yeah, straight away. Didn't even ask mom and dad. Um, and then, yeah, just went up there. That was, that was my next um, question. Was it, was it going to be, oh. was it going to be hard to leave home, you know, and go to COE? Was it ever a hard decision or straight away? Nah, straight away. Um, as well too, like down here, there's not a heap of basketball. Like there's a big V team, but apart from that, I kind of like outgrown the area as such. So Anywhere I was to go next was going to be like a lot of driving again. So yeah, when I got that opportunity, it was just a no-brainer, really. Um, I saw you participated in a basketball without borders global camp in Chicago. How did that how does that all work out? I heard a couple other players participate in the basketball without borders. So how does that whole situation go about? Yeah, I don't know how I get selected, really. I just got an email one day saying that um yeah, can you send us your passport details? You're being selected for this team, uh, for this camp. So I was like, yeah, right, done. Um, but then the whole camp's wild. Like, it's part of the All-Star Weekend as well. So it's like 30 prospects from, like, international prospects and you just play in scrimmages. Uh, you just getting to know each other. Uh, sponsored by Nike, so you get some free gear. And, um, yeah, to go to the All-Star game as well was pretty wild. Um, yeah, all the best players in the NBA, we're all there, uh, the dunk contest, all that. So, yeah, it was an awesome experience. And, um, yeah, super fortunate for it. Um, how did yeah. you perform while you were over there? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get the ball much. My team didn't really like to pass. So, I tried to play <laughs> point a little bit. But, yeah, <laughs> they were, um, pretty individual and stuff. We weren't great. But, um, I mean, yeah, when I had the ball in my hands, I tried to do what I do. But, yeah, it was kind of more of a fun thing. Like, there was, no, there was like, a few scouts there and stuff. But... Yeah, it was more just for the experience and getting to know people and stuff. So, yeah. How old were you then, Jay? Um, was I 17? So it was the start. It was at the start of 2020. So it was just before, like the week later, they were like, you have to home isolate when you get back from international travel. So I was pretty lucky to get that trip in. Nice. Um, I want to get into uh, the Vic winning history that your team specifically has had. Um. I know the Vic girls have a long winning history. I was speaking to Gemma with it before. Um, this week or last week, um, you've been announced into the under-20s team. Um, what are your thoughts on the team? And are you going back to back to back or whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, well, Gemma, Gemma's won all the gold medals. She was Metro. I'm country, so okay. I always end up with silver or bronze. So Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, one gold last year. Uh, the team's looking pretty good. we got, like, a mix of bottom age uh, people that are playing their first or second nationals. So, uh, yeah, we're tall, long, and athletic again. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to say we've got a pretty good chance of – it's going to be a lot tighter this year. I reckon New South and Queensland both have a good squad. But, um, yeah, we're looking pretty good. Yeah, Queensland's looking tough. Queensland's team's looking really yeah. good. Um, even then, you said I, I played country, so I either get silver or bronze. Why is this – why is Vic so ahead of everyone else in the country – when it comes to nationals and stuff like that, I, I seen, you know, the Vic girls are unstoppable. The Vic men have two teams in the main comp. Like that's just crazy to me. Um, yeah. What, what are they feeding them down there? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We're not, I'm just eating wheat dicks, but the rest of the people, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I think just like they start it really early, like from 16s, like they've got really good high performance coaches and yeah, they're just making sure they get as many sessions into us as possible. There's constant emails, there's constant camps. Um, yeah. I think just what they do with like satellites and um, yeah, they create heaps of hubs and I think just the training they do and how they like engage athletes all the time is really good. And 
yeah, like I can't thank Basketball Vic enough for what they did for my career. So, yeah, they're doing a pretty good job. And that's that's so interesting because me and Reese have been talking of uh, talking about basketball Australia, basketball New South Wales. I'm from Sydney, so and just yeah. talking about like obviously we're not heavily involved, but there's we've always had a few issues with certain things that they do. But I've always noticed that Victoria are on point with it. Like they mm. they look after their their athletes really well. I've, I've heard that a few times, and I think the results show for themselves. Like you guys are winning everything, you know. Um, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, no, for sure they've done a great job. Um. You spoke before about being um, selected for Australia in, um, in 2017. Um, you played in the Under-16 Asia Championship, which was a stacked roster. Um, I had a look, you guys. Yeah, that team was nasty. Um, what was it like get, um, being selected for Australia and being able to put on the green and gold? Yeah, I mean, like, there's no better feeling. Like, representing my country for the first time in Asia was uh, super cool. Um yeah, I mean the team was unreal, and yeah, I think we just snatched we just snatched the gold medal off Japan by a point. We're down thirteen at three quarter time, so I mean that was a super cool experience. And then yeah, to go to the World Cup in Belarus again, awesome! Like twenty eight days, super cool squad. Um, yeah, everyone got along really well. There was no issues, and yeah, we just played really well. And I think we we got bronze there, which was um yeah probably my favorite basketball memory ever. Just loved every minute of it. Great tournament, and yeah, basketball was unreal. So we've, we've ticked off state teams, national teams, WNBL. Now you're going off to college. What's, um, what's the next step? Like, what's the goals for you as, in terms of your career? Like, where do you want to get to? Yeah, I think for me, like, I just want to represent my country as much as I can. Like, to play the World Cup for the Opals, uh, the Olympics would be pretty special. So to do that. And then I also want to play professionally. Like, so WNBA, uh, Europe, like, yeah, I just want to play as much basketball as I can um, before I, like, finish. So, yeah, wherever that ends up. But, yeah, WNBA would be the ultimate goal and then to represent Australia at the Olympics or World Cup. All right, now we're going to get into our 10 quick questions. Um, these are something we do with all our guests. Um, answer at your own pace. Favourite basketball memory? Uh, yeah, it would definitely be the under-17 World Cup bronze medal. Um, and then, yeah, probably my first WNBL season. Pretty cool. Nice. Okay. What about best highlight you've ever had? Let's let's go on-court highlights. So something that a play or a particular moment on the court that you felt like biggest highlight to you? Um, one of the biggest highlights would probably be the game winner, I guess, against Perth. Uh, that was pretty cool. And then just in juniors, there was like this one time we were like, beaten like it was against the top team in like vc it was like under 16s and yeah i pulled up from like half to win the game so that was definitely a highlight that's it it was like Um, on the buzzer um who's your who's your favorite artist right now who's in the headphones oh i don't know really um i listen to like a bit of drake um and then i've been listening to a bit of r like old school r&b so like uh t-pain um yeah with everything really nice all right um someone you mold your game around someone you watch a lot of film from or feel like you play like yeah um i've been watching a lot of sue bird clips i mean like she's one of the best ever play it so yeah just her two tempos coming off on balls shooting off the dribble um yeah one of the best ever do it so i love watching her um who is i like to ask this question um who's the hardest player you've ever had to guard I mean, there's a lot. Um, damn, I don't, I don't even know. Like, all the WNBL point guys were tough. Um, yeah, I don't really like to admit that some like I got beaten by someone. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah I'd say a couple of WNBL point guards. Um, but no one but in yeah. particular. Yeah, I don't know really. No, there's no one. I was like, oh, I got schooled tonight. Like. Yeah. Just say nobody. No problem. Yeah. You can say nobody. Yeah. <laughs> no one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What about favorite teammate of all time? I'm not trying to hate on other teammates, but who's your who's your kind of your best teammate you've had? Yeah, I mean again, heaps. Um yeah, I love playing with uh I love playing with Liv Pollard. Um yeah, she's my shooter, so I know if I spot her up on the three, it's a guaranteed assist. Um 
Yeah, I love playing with Jem Potter. Um, yeah, I mean, heaps of good teammates. I could name a heap. So, but yeah, I love playing with those two. Um, who's the most underrated player you've played with? Ooh. Someone that doesn't really get recognition, but they get buckets. Yeah, I guess. Well, not really until this year, but um, I don't know if you guys know Piper Dunlop. No. Um, she played the Bendigo Spirit this year. Um, so she got a little bit of recognition then, but yeah, I mean, playing with her at 16th Nationals, we just had this really nice two-man game. Um, yeah, I played with her a heap at Country Vic, and yeah, I just reckon she flies under the radar. What she does inside, she was averaging like a double-double. Yeah, just never got the recognition she deserved. Nice. What about the funniest teammate you've ever had? Oh, damn. Um, I consider myself pretty funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, again, I mean, um, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, there's heaps. I mean, I think I'm pretty funny, but then there's, yeah, there's so many. There's always that, like, one person on every team you play with, so. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you tend to be like the, the team clown. That's, yeah, that's you're awesome. that person. Yeah, I've always just got heaps of energy and stuff. So I come up with some pretty bad jokes, but I'm always ended up being laughed at. So, yeah, I'm kind of that person. Right, we'll <laughs> say you, you can take that one. All right. Um, what's, the, what's your favorite basketball shoe of all time? Ooh, I would have to say at the moment, I'm loving the Kyrie 3 low. I like okay. that shoe, but I would have to say Kobe 8s or 10s. For sure. All right. Last question. Who's the best junior female guard in the country? In like my age group? Yeah. Your age group, your age group and below. Yeah. I would have to say me. Yeah. Yeah. Have to. Always finish the, the <laughs> questions. I mean, they're good, there's good guards, heaps of good yeah. players, but yeah. No, no, no. Don't say none of that. Just yeah. end it. It's you. <laughs> yeah. We like that. Um, we didn't get a chance to do the fan questions because this was a bit of a rush meeting and we apologize for that. But um we appreciate you coming on. We hope you kill it at ASU. Um, we'll definitely be tuning in. And, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries. No problem. No, Jade, all the best with it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us um, this week. Um, we enjoyed that one with Jade. Um, we've got a very special guest coming next week. Stay tuned. Um, merch is going live this Friday, so make sure you guys go check it out. Um, and, yeah, we appreciate the support. We'll see you next week.